Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. As we go through the AFC North teams and then we'll get to the NFC North, biggest question of the offseason. Is Kevin Stefanski on the hottest seat of any coach in the NFL? Uh, let's think about this for a second. Kevin Stefanski, since they had that playoff win, his teams have underachieved the last two years. Now, he got a little bit of a pass probably this 2022 season just because they didn't get Deshaun Watson until the 11th game. And offensively, they overachieved with uh, Jacoby Brissett, but their defense was a disaster all year. And they ended up firing two out of their three coordinators in the offseason, which I think the next step once that happens is if you have another down year, the head coach goes. If you look at the teams that, retain, that retained coaches in the offseason, Danny, how many of them go into a spot like Stefanski where if they don't make the playoffs, the coach is probably going to be fired. Dennis Allen in New Orleans. Is Mike one McCarthy. Of those, Mike McCarthy. My, my, Mike McCarthy was my, was the obvious one. And then. But didn't, didn't Jerry Jones, you brought up a quote from Jamar Chase. How about the Tom Landry quote from Jerry? And now Sean Payton's off the market. Right, but when he when he lets Kellen Moore go to the Chargers and Dan Quinn's sitting right there and he keeps passing on even interviewing for anybody else, at some point Dan Quinn's going to take a job too if he doesn't become the next Cowboys head coach. 
And if the offense steps back and the Chargers offense steps forward and it was like, oh, McCarthy was the problem. Like, I, I think letting Kellen Moore go and McCarthy being like, don't worry, I'll call the plays. Like, that's just so ripe for scrutiny, leading at like ESPN and first take every single day. Like, everything he does is good. I mean, it's always hyper. I think he wanted it that way. I think he wanted, I think he pushed more out. No, I, I, I know, but I'm saying like, your chips are in, man. Yeah. Like with it, with that comes consequences. But yes, you'll get more credit, but you'll also get more blame. So I think Stefanski's on the short list, but I I think I would start with Mike McCarthy. Do you think that the Browns have to win a pl- have to just make the playoffs for him to keep his job? Probably. I, I think I think that's probably what the what what it would take. I mean, people will look at that division and say. Why why can't they be the second best team in the division? Especially and, if the Ravens thing is messy. Yeah. Especially if that situation with Lamar Jackson, you know, causes more strife the, there. The only the the only like shield that Stefanski will have is that you know he didn't trade for and he didn't sign Deshaun. So like if Deshaun is bad, if he if if if, if somehow that happened, that. 700 days away from football, the mental anguish of it, whatever the case may be. If somehow Deshaun Watson is seen as the overwhelming biggest problem, the coach probably still falls because the quarterback's contract is fully guaranteed, as we already have discussed. But he might be able to get out of there with some of his reputation intact if if everyone's like, ah, well, it was just the quarterback. No, I think it's a Nathaniel Hackett situation. I think they've got so much invested in in Watson – that if Watson has a bad year, the coach will get fired for it. And I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll be an offensive coordinator somewhere next year. Cause people will still respect him as a play caller that his head coaching days will be over. What about your Steelers? I was surprised by this question that you put in there. Yes. It's a very mm-hmm. pertinent question here. Is it? Okay. So would you give Mike Tomlin a contract extension? Let me just give you the out of town. I don't read the post every day. When I read this, I was kind of under, like, I didn't even know his contract was up. The bears don't even tell us how long the coach or general manager contracts are for. The guy's never had a losing season. I was under the impression that the Rooney's never fire coaches. They They don't. They take such great pride in it. I was under the impression that it was like, he has a lifetime contract. No, this is the time he's got. A, I think he's got a year left on his deal after this one. So this is the time where they extend their coaches when they have two years left on their contract. So this is when they do it with Tomlin. They either give him another two years or they give him a three-year deal. Or I think one time in his, in his career, they gave him only a one-year extension. What's the argument for no? He's gone six years without a playoff win. And any coach in the NFL who was hired this offseason, if that coach went six years without a playoff victory, he wouldn't get an extension. He would be fired. Well, right. Yes. But his career didn't start six years ago. But why but, but why are things that happened in 2008 relevant to 2023? 
Well, you, it's just it's it's proof that he is capable of getting it done. Whereas if a coach got hired tomorrow and didn't win a single playoff game for six years, he didn't forget how to win playoff games. He didn't become a worse coach. Unless I don't know was, about that. I think coaches can. You don't yeah, think if coaches they, can. if they don't if they don't evolve you're if they don't evolve with the times. If they their you know, strategy was to run the football and play defense and try to win games seventeen to thirteen. That is the very definition of not evolving with the times. Uh, listen, I think the idea of like playing to your defense based on Pittsburgh's roster is obviously the correct one. You are very high on Kenny Pickett. You think he's the next Joe Burrow. That correct. is a that is a minority opinion uh, from from where I sit. People think he looks good and promising, but it did not look like that was an offense that was built to go four wide every play and throw the ball 50 times a game and spread it all over the field. That's not what the personnel dictated, right? But they, but the head coach assembled the roster that way, which goes back to what you said before. They built a team on purpose that spent $108 million on defense trying to win in today's NFL with defense. I mean, that I would be crushing that all the time. I right, agree. and the head coach has more power than anybody else in the organization. That's not the GM's call. That's the head coach's call. Well, that's also abnormal. So, you know how, like, in, in, if you're watching a game uh, and people do, like, the fourth down bot or the punt surrender index and yes. they give you the math, but the, a much simpler way to measure if a decision was right or wrong is what does your opponent want you to do? You should do the opposite. If the Steelers fired Tomlin tomorrow, and I know they don't, and this is a slightly different question, but if they fired sure. him tomorrow – of the 31 other teams, how many teams do you think would fire their coach to hire Tomlin? Is it 50%? No, not even close. Not even close? No, maybe one or two. Oh, you are high. Really? Dude, his reputation is spectacular. Good. Let me ask you this question. If Brian Dable and Mike Tomlin both got fired tomorrow, who would be more? who would be a more attractive hire? I would want Dable. Exactly, because you're smart, and that's where the NFL is going. I don't believe that. Really? I don't. I think the NFL has progressive coverage of its league and smart people within its league, but the power brokers, the, the 31 people that attend the owners' meetings, okay. are are largely – archaic old school conservative white billionaires who would be thrilled to hire the disciplinarian head coach who's never had a losing season they'd be thrilled hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But that goes against what you said two, two minutes ago, which was that's not the type of coach you want in today's NFL. That might be what conservative owner wants. But that's who makes the hire. Okay, but you, but from from what I said was that in today's NFL, 
I would not give him a contract extension because of his overall philosophy as a head coach in 2023. Now, I agree with you. But I think we overestimate the number of teams. Like, there are a lot of teams that now have young offensive head coaches. You're telling me that those teams are going to fire their head coach to hire Mike Tomlin? How many teams would fire their head coach to hire Bill Belichick? Probably not as many as we think anymore because of how old he is. I don't think there would be. I mean, there would probably be maybe five or ten tops. Would the Packers fire Matt LaFleur to hire Mike Tomlin? No, but he also had like the best win percentage through the first 50 games of any coach in NFL history. Okay. Um, would the Seahawks the fire would. Pete with this? Okay, because they've got Matt Eberflus. That was not a good hire. Would the would the Seahawks fire Pete Carroll for Mike Tomlin? Yes. Really? He's won a yeah, Super Bowl more recently, and he had a better year last season. But they'd get younger. Okay, fair point. Would the Lions fire Dan Campbell for Mike Tomlin? No. There you go. I rest my case. Would the Vikings fire O'Connell? I don't think so. Oh, I see. I disagree. Dude, I I mean, the Saints would hire him. The Panthers would hire him. Um, With the Dolphins? No. Dude, I, I think I think you With are. With the Bengals? No. With the Ravens? Probably not. But the Browns would. Yes, they would. With the with you the Jaguars fire. Okay, I was I I was off a little bit. So yeah. maybe it's more like five. No, it's no, it's it's significantly more than that. And yeah, way, can... I'm not saying that, that that they would be that they would be right or you are wrong in your assessment of Tomlin and where he stands in like modern NFL thinking hierarchy, but. Like, leader of men shit still plays in the NFL. And, man, I know you're, like, known as the Mike Tomlin hater of Pittsburgh, and it's like a it's, it's a contrarian opinion, right? Are you the only— No, it's opinion? not. It's not? Danny, they've gone six years without a playoff win. They've won three playoff games in 12 years, and they were against Matt Moore, A.J. McCarron, in a game where they didn't score a touchdown. So of the six hosts on your station, how many people do not think Mike Tomlin's a good coach? That's not what I said. That's what I'm asking. How many don't think he's a good coach? Probably zero. How many many don't think he's a great coach? I would say five or six. Interesting. Do you agree that the perception of him outside of Pittsburgh is that he's still a great coach? The national football media thinks he walks on water. That's the bottom line. In his last three playoff games as a defensive coach, he's given up 42, 48, and 45 points. That's not good. He got boat raced by Blake Bortles at home. He got down 28-0 to Baker Mayfield in a team whose coach was in his man cave watching the game. (laughs) So... Will they announce publicly that they extended him? They will. Yeah, they'll probably do it at training camp. Okay. Let's go to the NFC North. Speaking of Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions. Yep. Do you view them as a Super Bowl contender? The odds makers do. 
The odds makers really do, because I think I think the feeling is that they're going to be about the same type of team on offense, give or take a role player or two, a complimentary player. And they're going to bring in guys on defense, dudes on defense, both in the draft. I don't think the Jalen Ramsey thing is going to happen. I know a lot of Lions fans want that, that they think something's going to happen with Jalen Ramsey in L.A. But that now seems like more of a pipe dream. Um, but they'll spend some money on defense. And so they'll look like a Super Bowl contender. You know, I think they'll have, <clears throat> they'll have the kind of, um, they'll have the type of uh, analysis done on them that was done on the Eagles this offseason. Where it's like the roster is really good. And they're in the right division and they're in the right conference. I bet their over-under will be like nine and a half wins or something like that. I think the entire world will be on the over and will think that it's their year. And my thing will be, I don't know if Jared Goff is capable of doing it in back-to-back years. So that will be my hesitation on them. Yeah. So we're pretty much in lockstep. Um, I think that what they have is pretty real, though. I'll be honest with you. Like, the people that I know that follow the Lions very closely say that Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, not even taking head coaching interviews and just going back is massive. And he had the Lions offense operating at a crazy efficient level. And there's an expectation that they are going to be hyper aggressive this offseason. That like if T. Higgins was available, they might trade one of their first round picks for him, which is kind of crazy because they need so much defense. But that like, yes, they have James uh, Jameson Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown, but let's go all in and let's play to our strength and the dome and the fast track and be the number one offense in the NFL. Uh, I think that they should use multiple first-round picks on defense. They were, I think, fifth from the bottom in scoring defense last year, but they do have some pieces. They need secondary help. Um, They've got some good pass rushers. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson. I think Kaminsky's a very underrated player. Um, They could use a run-stuffing three technique, you know, in the the middle. But they're good, man. I... They, they seem to buy into the culture. I know you laughed at me about that with Dan Campbell, but they were very resilient and came on in the second half. I think that that was well-founded. They clearly have some schematic edge on offense. Yeah. And Goff's game log is crazy. His it, Just in terms of games with 300-plus yards and no interceptions. Like, he, he moved the ball and took care of the ball and threw to guys who were often schemed wide open. So, especially if Rodgers leaves, we know the Packers have problems with salary cap. And if Rodgers leaves, they'll be rebuilding. Fields and the Bears are a question mark and have potential, but are probably still a year or two away, just given the sheer number of holes on the roster. And the Vikings were the first 13-win team that we've ever seen that was objectively bad. They were 27th in DVOA. So... It could be the worst division in football where they could have a clear path to the playoffs and a home playoff game. And so if they 
are aggressive and have a successful offseason and have some good health, why couldn't they be the second best team in the NFC going into the year behind Philadelphia? Like I, I get the hype, but I agree with you. It's going to be a very popular team. I think they might've made a mistake in keeping Aaron Glenn as their defensive coordinator. I know that there was some conversation about him as a head coach, which I really didn't fully understand because their defense was so bad. Right. But given the defensive coordinators who became available, you know, if you're so, you're so confident in your offense, they're going to get Monday morning quarterback to death. If their defense is a coaching issue next year, if they have good, like the Vikings who we're going to get to in a, in a little bit, I thought the Vikings, I thought the parts were greater than the sum. Like I thought they had better players than their final product. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense to me given some of the veterans on defense and some of the guys they had, how bad they were. And if the Lions improve their personnel and they're still near the bottom of the league, then I think the question is going to be, why didn't Campbell look to improve the coaching with Fangio and Brian Flores and Vance Joseph and guys like that available? Why didn't he make more of an attempt to shore up the defensive side of things for them? So it'll be their odds like it. it it's going to be correlated with what happens in Green Bay, which is who we'll talk about now. They're the do you are, do you agree? Is it right that they're the team that they're the team that missed the playoffs with the best odds for next year? Does that sound right to you? Among non-playoff teams in twenty twenty two, the Lions. Yeah, yeah. Is there any other non-playoff team that would have better odds than them? I mean, you could make a Rams argument. The Rams are 30 to one. The Lions are 25 to one. Yeah. So where are. No, I wouldn't. I was, I I was thinking Broncos. Broncos are 35 to one. Okay. Yeah. That, no, that, that feels right. That feels right. Um, do you buy the reporting that the Packers are over Aaron Rodgers? Well, it comes from Bob McGinn, who's covered them forever. And he's not somebody that just throws shit against the wall. So I'm going to say yes. But I'm going to say yes because of that and because common sense. Dude, he's insufferable. <laughs> you know what, though? I've I've had, just like he had his awakening and had his epiphany moment in that little hobbit house that he was in for four days which looked way more luxurious who the hell was paying two. oh he left early you left early what a prick i know he went in on a monday came out wednesday <laughs> yes i hope i hope mcafee grills him on that i do too when he has him on what happened there what what caused him to he couldn't, no iPad, no no phone, no porn, you know. He needed uh, porn, to be, uh, we, we had a comedian on the show today who said he just needed to be back in the, he couldn't stand the thought of people not talking about him. So he had to come out early. But I think people were talking about him when he was in there. Yeah, I know. It was a joke. 
Uh, did you laugh? I did. I did. Did you feel obligated to laugh because he's a comedian? Yeah, but he's a yeah. good guy. Friend of the show. Pat McGann. Uh, he opens for Sebastian. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, But the epiphany I've had on him is that I think if he's if he's motivated, I could see him go into the Jets and having a big year. I really could. Well, I think if I he goes, go. I think if he goes somewhere else, he's going to be motivated. And if he goes to Green Bay, he obviously should be motivated. And I think that he takes some unnecessary shit for caring about his mental health and having other interests. And I think he takes a ton of deserved shit for the weird COVID stuff and not helping the younger receivers along. And, you know, like I said, he's insufferable. But well, the point that I think it was, was might have been Robert Griffin who made this point. If it's not, I apologize for putting this on him. But about how Mahomes got together with these new ads, MVS and Juju, like so early to try to build a rapport and chemistry with them in the offseason. Like as soon as they signed, he got together with them and they were working out before minicamp and stuff. And he was really committed to like getting on the same page with those guys. Rodgers didn't do any of that. Right. So, and I, and I do like, that is one thing. I get it. It's their offseason. But I do think that that's one thing you can give a guy shit for, especially when he's making that amount of money and they're not bringing the same group of wide receivers back. I think that's a perfectly valid complaint to have about what he did last offseason. Dude, this is anecdotal. I know, I mean, I know a lot of Packers fans. My my brother, my nephew, my dad's whole family's from Wisconsin. Like, they're over it. They are over it, man. Yep. They are over it. Um, now he'll get cheered, you know, it's, it's, it's among, it's arguably the most loyal fan base in sports. Like when you actually put the uniform on, but they are over the drama and they also have an arrogance to them where they believe we went from Favre to Rogers. We'll go from Rogers to love and they don't know how the other half lives, you know, but yeah, he is. He is not popular in the offseason. He's popular when he puts on the helmet, but he is not popular in the offseason. So I I do not think it would be uh, a sad goodbye or tears on the internet if they got him off the payroll and got him into New York. I think they'd be just fine. As do you buy love? I'm No. At some point, they're going to bust out. And I think that they've waited so damn long and they didn't develop him. You know, they didn't give him an opportunity that I don't think he's going to suck. I mean, he showed glimpses, but I think it's overwhelmingly more likely that he's bad than he's good. I'm fascinated by if for some strange reason, he's good and their own evaluation of him before last season was that he was not good enough. That's why they gave Rogers the extension. Yeah. What would be funny is if he's good, is the new thing like let's have our first round quarterback sit for two eat. Like, do we see teams revert back to that just because the Packers have unbelievable luck when it comes to making their quarterback sit? It's insane. I mean, listen, I, I agreed with paying Rodgers. Like, he fucking won MVP. Yeah. Like, and and by the way, I still think he's very good. I don't think he was among the three or four biggest problems on the team this past year, but 
He, I would disagree with that. Yeah, I know most people seem to, but but he's. I think that he, with the right motivation, in the right headspace, is still a great quarterback and probably is still the best quarterback in the NFC. All due respect to Jalen Hurts, um, if he's actually locked in, but there's no guarantee at all that he would be. All right, two more teams in the uh, NFC North. We're doing biggest questions for uh, Northern Divisions. We'll keep it moving next week uh, for – we'll do South or West or East. Who knows what we'll do. 